0: Well, good morning again. And it's so good to have you here this morning. We want to welcome Philip back. Uh, that's this guy right up here. Uh, been gone for a few weeks on his little holiday. It's good to have him back amongst us. Uh, and it's good to have Carol back from Fiji. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, she had to, had to go to Fiji, but, but here she is. She's back and that's just so wonderful. We're so happy uh that that's true it's a wonderful beautiful day to worship the Lord and we have some wonderful things to say uh, commercial first I guess before even before we pray how about that uh, we're doing a Bible study right now at nine o'clock in the morning by the way uh, that uh, on the book of Ruth <clears throat> I, there's probably not another book in the Old Testament that it doesn't better illustrate why we have the Old Testament and it's important for us to understand it. Because it's so relevant. The stories that are told and the story of Ruth, Once Upon a Time, and all of that business, uh, there's just so much there, so much there that parallels 2019 it almost just slaps you in the face and says, Hey, Susie, pay attention. I'm not careful not using anybody's name this morning. Uh, uh, that doesn't always happen, by the way. So, Janet, if I happen to say your name, see, there's another name I could use today that's free. A lot of men's name today I can use that are free. I can't use the... the okay, I know. I got that down. I'm fine. But there we go. <clears throat> I highly, highly recommend to you joining us for the book of Ruth nine o'clock in the morning right here just an hour before uh, the church service you're going to be here anyway and it's not because I teach it because it's a there's a video presentation and then of course we discuss and we and we talk about it and so on that and that's what it's all about but you'll you'll come away blessed you will definitely come away blessed God is so faithful in that he will bless you as you come and join us at nine o'clock and I'm not trying to fill the room I'm trying to fill you up that's what my purpose is is to fill you up and even the session this uh, try it again the preaching sessions the last several weeks and continuing are for that very purpose Actually, everything that I say up here is for that purpose, is to fill you up and to prepare you for that which comes ahead. Let's pray together right now. Gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for bringing us together today. Once again, to look to you in your faithfulness uh, to us that we might be faithful to you. Guide and lead us now. We ask as we open your word, as we look to what you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. And before we actually start the message, we're back in our room. Duh, here we are. Uh, the smell, you'll just have to get used to it. And by that time, maybe it'll be gone. But uh, I now have a challenge because, see, when we were in the ballroom, Shirley did something. She put you all in one section and it gave me the opportunity to just... I didn't have to turn my head once. I could just right here and I got you all. And now you're divided again. And you almost did it mathematically correct. There's four over here and there's five over here. So I'm neglecting half of you when I don't swivel my head. So let's. I want you all to judge me today and determine: Did you get your fair share of my eye contact? Did you feel equally guilty when I said, "Pay attention," you know, "Wake up, pay attention"? Uh, was I talking to you? Could have been because I was looking at you when I said it. So there we are. Praise God for the challenge that I have now, and Shirley can work on how she can help me with that. If there is help to be had, I'm not sure that that's even possible, so we won't even we won't even go there, Shirley's shaking her head and saying, eh, "Give it up." And so there it is. We've been doing a series on prayer, and we're going to continue that series for the next couple of weeks. Starting next week, we're actually going to take uh, what's called the Lord's Prayer, the Disciple's Prayer, God's Prayer. It's the one that's in Matthew and in Luke. It's so important. it's in the Bible twice. Our Father who art in heaven. Uh, And we're going to take a very close look at that. In light of. Our prayer life. Is it important for us to. Recite that prayer. And we'll talk about that. But we're going to look at each phrase. And look and see what's there. That will help us. That will help guide us in. To a richer fuller. Prayer life of our own. Personal prayer life. With the Lord Jesus Christ. Now. I've done this already, and so uh, I'll do it again, though. Uh, prayer, of course, is conversation with God, uh, and he wants that. He wants to have conversation with you, uh, and uh, we're going to look at how that's going to work. I'm still getting myself ready here. I can get rid of some of this stuff. My notes are written in a different way today. There we are. Now I feel so much more comfortable. Hi there. Over there on my left and over on my right. Look at, oh, look at you. Fantastic. Good morning. Good morning. Here we are. All right. Did I turn the thing on? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's something I do pretty well. I can turn it on. Doesn't necessarily mean it works, but I can turn it on. Last week, let's take a quick review of last week and we discovered uh who we're praying to. And it's important for us to understand who we're praying to. And we're praying to what we call what we call because that's who he is, a loving father. We're praying to God. We're praying we're praying to who to Jesus Christ, who is his son, the son that was sent for us. That's who we're praying to. That's who we're talking to. That's who we're seeking audience with and the exciting thing about that is is that he is always there ready to answer your call you don't have to make an appointment and sometimes that's the problem you don't have to make an appointment so you don't Uh, and in not making the appointment you skip the conversation altogether and that's the sadness and it's a sadness for you. And more importantly, in some ways, it's a sadness for the Lord. The Lord wants to be involved with you. The Lord wants you to be involved with him. Every time that you reach out to him, even that quick little sentence prayer, some of them, you know, we've, we've memorized what we say at the table. You know, dear Lord, thanks for the food. Let's go. And, and on we go. And that takes care of that. And that's grace. And that doesn't sound very theological. But if you really truly mean it, if you actually meant the words that you just said, the Lord rejoices because you're including, including him in your conversation. You're including him in your thought process. And that's what he would have. So who are you praying to? A loving father. And where should you be praying? Well, you pray everywhere. Everywhere. You can pray everywhere in private in public wherever you are whenever you are. You don't have you do the classic pose well, in order to pray. You actually have to get down on your knees and I've told you before I don't I hope I don't drop anything that caused me to have to get down on my knees cuz I just don't do that. Uh, so that that messes that up. Uh you got to close your eyes and bow your head, and you got to put your hands together either you know you can lace your fingers no, see, his fingers are not laced. That's the tie I'm wearing today. Okay, his fingers aren't laced, so I won't lace mine. Uh, but I can't pray unless it, it that's, that's silly. That's silly. I can pray standing up. I can pray sitting down. I can pray lying down. Although it's that's dangerous because I'll have to admit, lying down usually leads me to sleep pretty quickly and my mind goes away. But we won't go there. That might not be a problem for you. But anywhere, I can, and from any position, I can pray. I can pray while I'm driving to Oceanside this afternoon. And I will be praying while I'm driving to Oceanside this afternoon, I'll have to admit that my attention will be somewhat divided, because I'll also be praying for that idiot that's driving in front of me. I hope that's the way you drive too, that he's just as safe and careful as I am, or even maybe even more so. That'd even be better, wouldn't it? But but there we go. That where can I pray? I can pray anywhere, and I can pray in public. In fact, I recommend that you pray in public. Yeah. Well, I I have trouble witnessing. I have. I have trouble showing my faith. One of the easiest ways to show your faith, so simple and really kind of semi-private anyway, is when you're in Denny's or when you're in Coco's or whatever restaurant you're in and you bow for a moment or two and especially when everybody at the table does it. So therefore, now you are a spectacle, aren't you? And someone leads you in blessing the Lord for the food. Everybody noticed, and it's noticed. Every I can't tell you how many times somebody has come to my table and said, isn't it wonderful that a family is praying together? Isn't it wonderful? Especially when we have the grandchildren with us and they join in. When you got a four-year-old and a six-year-old that are clasping hands, and in fact now they want to lead the prayer, and that's even better. You know, that's great. Public prayer. What is that? That's a that's a witness. I can remember one of my sons. I won't mention his name, so you can choose between any one of the three of them. That one time was sitting next to someone, and the and the person started to eat, and he looked at him. and said, "You didn't pray." And the person said, "Okay." And he and he closed his eyes and he bowed his head and he was silent for a minute or two, and uh, and he woke up and and one of my sons said. I didn't hear you. And he looked at this little boy and he said, but God did. Isn't that wonderful? But see that interaction, that's what we're talking about. That's the focus that we're talking about. That people are sensitive to the spirit world, even when they might not be the walk the straight line Christian person that they should be. Who are we praying to? We're praying to God. Where are we praying? Everywhere. 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 Let me say that again. Everywhere. That's where we're praying. That's where we're praying. That's where we should be praying. Okay. When? Well, if it's everywhere, it's whenever. It's whenever. <coughs> now, there are opportunities where you should probably be in a situation like going to Bible study. The Bible study starts at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning here. And so you need to be here at 9 o'clock. That makes sense, doesn't it? Well, so it's good. It's disciplinary. And that's not a bad word. That's the good word. Uh, for you to set a time to, you might say, make an appointment with God at 8.06 every morning. I'm going to spend five minutes going over daily bread or going over whatever, you know, however you, you focus your prayer. And we're going to be talking about focusing prayer, uh, as we go along, uh, to have time with God. And what does that do? The fact that you make that appointment and then you begin to keep that appointment makes it easier for you to pray anywhere, everywhere, anytime. It's got to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere, and it needs to become kind of habitual. It's something, you know. I didn't say, well, let's see. I what did I? Oh, it's time. I, I guess I better pray today. I better, I better take a time to pray today. I did, did I do it? I'll double it up tomorrow because I missed yesterday. Uh, I want you all to go home today, and I want you to figure out how much time you owe God in prayer. Forget it. You can't count that high. There it is, right? It, it's That's where it is. Now, what do you pray about? Well, You pray about any number of things. You pray for unity. You pray for God's will in your life. You pray for God's will in everybody else's life. Uh, you pray for uh, church services. You pray for the preaching. You hope that I don't blow it too badly on this Sunday. So maybe I'll come back next Sunday. Uh You pray for new Christians, and you should be praying for new Christians a lot. That should be a focus of your prayer. It's one of our mission statements, our mission statement, our reason for being here is to reach out into the community with the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's called making new Christians, isn't it? A prayer for persecuted Christians, Christians that are having a hard time. That might not be anywhere in our general knowledge, but overseas in this situation. There's no religion. I heard it on the news, so it has to be true. There's no religion that's more persecuted in the entire world than Christianity. And that goes for Judaism too, who runs a close second. There it is. Now why is that? Think about that. Think about that. You persecute and you're afraid of, you shun away from that which you fear. And how can you say there is no God and then <laughs> and then fear God? What will God do if such and... Ins- well, there is no God. You know, it, it's kind of a circle situation and we have trouble with that. But persecuted Christians, pray for missionaries. There are people that are willing to sacrifice their lives to go out and do what? And to reach out and touch people uh, with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray for them. They need your support. They need your physical support. Send them. A, you know. Write a check. 20 bucks. You know. It costs money to live. Wherever it is that they have to live. Their support. They, their salary. If I can put it that way. Their opportunity. For continue to physically live. Happens. Because we support them. In that physical way. As well as the spiritual way. We pray for the problems that they have. We pray. Uh, for them over and over again. Now we've been running prayer cards, we haven't done it lately, uh, for missionaries that you can pray for, for chaplains in the military who are missionaries that you can pray for. And I'll dig those out and I think we'll put them out again and start talking about them. Pray for missionaries. Pray in severe trouble. We prayed for Mark uh, Rollins for six months. We prayed for Jewel Rollins, our lovely lady that lived that she was a founding member of this congregation. She was probably the first lady that sat over here where Carol is right now, who I use somebody's name, but I meant to because that's where she is. Uh, she sat just about where Carol is right there every single Sunday. I can't remember a Sunday that she wasn't here until she fell and hit her head. I mean, it's that simple. And we've been praying for her. And now we're praying for Mark, and we want you to continue to pray for Mark. We have his name and address out on the table. If you haven't had the opportunity to reach out in, in a tangible way, you get a card and say, "Hey, I've been praying for you, and I'll continue to pray for you." I've been there. Every one of us has lost someone that's close, so it's not hard to say, "Hey, I've been there, and I've I've done that. I know how hard it is, and I and so." You know, all the fooling around is over now. The potato salad's all gone. All of the relatives have gone back wherever the relatives are. And here I am without whoever it was that's passed away. Here I am without my mother. Here I am without, without whomever. I know where you are. And I'm with you. And I'm praying for you. Mark would love that. Don't even have to go to Hallmark. You can write it on a piece of paper. It only costs you 50, what's the two cents, three, whatever it is, the forever That's the problem with forever stamps. You never know how much they're worth until somebody tells you. So severe trouble, pray for Christian leaders. You've got to back that up because you need to pray for leaders, period. You Might pray that the leaders are Christian. I mean, we can do that for sure. But if they're there, I mean, they're, there are people that are making noise today, and I'm just talking about in our country, that definitely need our prayer, uh, that in spite of themselves, they'll begin to think rationally and do what's best for our country. There's the politics for the day uh, without using any names. Isn't that good? I'm doing this pretty well. and I haven't seen you in about a minute and a half, and so I'm looking back at you. So there we are. I'm doing pretty good. Okay, a prayer for healing. I mean, I'd love that my back would allow me to run a marathon again or a half marathon. I never ran a full marathon. I don't want to embellish that which my accomplishments of the day. But I can't run because of my back. Uh, I can't kneel because of my knees. I, can you identify with what I'm just saying? Probably a little bit. Uh, I could use a little bit of, you know, physical touch healing. Uh, uh, Pray for healing. Pray pray that I'm not going to have the problems uh, that I've once had. Now then, but always, with all things, we need to pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is so very, very important. And how do we do that? Well, there's a number of ways. Praying in the Spirit is done by tuning in as we begin to pray. How do we tune in? Well, I'm going to, because we have it here and you can pick them up and most of you are using them. We have daily bread. That's what daily bread is for. That's what that little verse at the top is for. A little bit of a meditation about the verse and, and then a, a verse at the bottom it takes you about three or four minutes to read the page. And where does that put your mind? That tunes you in to the things of God, doesn't it? Do I have to use daily bread? Of course not. I mean, here's a daily bread for you right here. Here's one right here. Whatever it is you're reading, I'm reading through the Bible in a year, just like the little chart tells me to. And so, wherever I'm reading, I I can look at a verse that's kind of caught my interest in that passage that I'm reading today. And that does what? That tunes me in to the Father. It gets my mind clear of car payments and, and mortgage payments and what I'm having for dinner tomorrow and do I really have to go to my cousins? You know, can I, if I call in sick, is that a lie? Is that really a lie? Am I, am I breaking a commandment if I don't go to the, you know, that kind of, all of that stuff is set aside because I'm looking at this, because I'm really considering for God so loved the world. That he loved the world so much that he was willing to save me. It's personal. I'm having a personal conversation with God. So let's talk about me, God, right now. Nothing wrong with that. Praying in the Spirit. Coping with distractions. Distractions happen. The phone rings. Some people turn their phone off. Some people just ignore it we ignore the phone most of the time because it's garbage calls that come in now. And, you know, and I I pray about the garbage calls. Please, Lord, remove them from my life or teach me the lesson I need to learn. And then we can move on and we can go to lesson number two. So, distractions. We have have dogs in the house. Distractions. Every time we turn every time I turn around Shirley is shouting at Sparky who is our newest puppy and no And how am I supposed how can I pray with no Well Lord is no But there it is But I'm learning to do it I'm blocking out the no it wasn't meant for me I'm learning that it wasn't meant what did I do now it's the dog it's not me that's good coping with distractions we get around those we get around those and there's all there's all there's a distraction with Shirley and I are talking Shirley and I having a wonderful conversation and my grandson comes in and and asks a question boom that's a distraction that's a distraction from our conversation we have to stop what we're doing. Philip comes over and decides that here I am is there something here to eat? uh and that's a distraction a welcome distraction there you are son a welcome distraction but nevertheless a distraction we cope with those we get around those god understand god even understands god understands god understands are your prayers being heard are your prayers being heard John chapter 16 says this. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Jesus is interested in your needs. He's interested in you. Philippians chapter 4 says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now I can tell you this without equivocating, did I say it right? I think I did. It's on tape, so there it is. It has to be right. That's like news, right? If it's on, if it's there, it's got to be. No, that's politics again. I'm not doing that. Every time I go to the Lord in prayer, I feel better about the mess. Even though the mess is still there, even though the mess has to still be cleaned up, I feel better about the mess. Is that not a good thing? Is that not a wonderful thing? Because if I feel better about the mess, I'm what? Better able to handle the mess. And I'm better able to listen to what God is going to share with me and how I can clean up the mess. God's interested. And God answers your prayer. And there's spiritual welfare, of course. Satan doesn't want you to be <coughs> tuned in to God. If you're not tuned in to God, then he's winning, isn't he? He's winning. There's something I want to read to you, and I want to say it a couple of times, that I haven't been paying attention to the time. And, uh, oh, oh, I've still got, oh, this is great. I can do this. I want you to listen to this. I'm going to read it to you a couple of times. Not today, necessarily, but you're going to hear it again. It reads this way, and it's an unknown author, so I can't give credit. And I won't take credit, so there it is. I cannot say is the title of this little piece. Listen carefully and see if there's not truth in all of these sayings. I cannot say our, if I live only for myself. I cannot say father, if I do not endeavor each day to act like his child. I cannot say in heaven if I am laying up no treasure there. I cannot say hallowed be your name if I'm not striving for holiness. I cannot say your kingdom come if I'm not doing all in my power to hasten that wonderful event. I want you to think about that phrase for just a second. Your kingdom come. Three words. Going on. I cannot say you will be, your will be done if I'm disobedient to his word. I cannot say on earth as it is in heaven if I'll not serve him here and now. I cannot say give us today our daily bread if I'm dishonest or seeking things by such refuse. I cannot say forgive us our debts if I harbor a grudge against anyone. I cannot say, lead us not into temptation, if I deliberately place myself in its path. I cannot say, deliver us from evil, if I do not put on the whole armor of God. We're going to be talking about the whole armor uh, subsequently, not today. I cannot say, yours is the kingdom, if I do not give the king the loyalty due him from a faithful subject. I cannot attribute to him the power if I fear what men may do. I cannot ascribe to him the glory if I'm seeking honor only for myself. And I cannot say forever if the horizon of my life is bounded completely by time. I cannot. Well, of course, we can say the words, but you can't say it with conviction. You can't say it with meaning. And how often do we say, hey, we just sang a song. Do you really believe what you just sang? Do you really believe what you just said? We said a verse together. Uh, do you really believe? Do you really believe that the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross and died for your sins? Do you really believe that all of your sins are forgiven? Do you really? Be- and so on. Do you really believe? And isn't that the question that's asked from out there? Do you really believe that? And are you able to stand up stiff-legged, stand at attention and say, yes, that's exactly what I believe. Can we do that? Can we do that? And so we go on. Spiritual warfare, we did that one. Praying and reading the Bible should always be linked. Every time you open the Bible. Well I've got to do my little. There's six pages in the reading today. I've got to get it done in a year. We have this goal ahead of us. And here it is. What month is this? This is July. The month. The year. The year is almost half over. And I'm still in Leviticus. What am I going to do? Well I think you better double up. Is what I think you better do. But. That's not really what it's about. What it's about is that you're in there on a daily basis. Keep the cover of your Bible dusted because you've been in there today for some period of time. And while you're there, do you really truly believe that this is God's word? Whoops, now we're back to that really believe business. Do you believe that this is the inerrant Word of God, that whatever's here, when it says, "For God so loved the world," that it really He really does, for love the wor- so love the world, He really does. And when He says that the wages of sin is death, we got that one figured out. I believe the first half pretty good, but the gift of God is eternal life. Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that? And so as we pray, as we pray over what we read, we are in tuning ourselves to God. When we were in Bible study today, reading the story of Naomi and Ruth in the book of Ruth, and we can get locked up in just the storyline. Once upon a time, there was a princess and she couldn't find a prince. And eventually she found a prince and they lived happily ever after. Well, see, there's a lie right there. There's no such thing as happily ever after in a physical sense. Shirley and I have actually had an agre- disagreement or two. I'm not very good at math, you know. And we've been married for 49 years. I'm not doing that. Well, I did. 49 years. Uh, what does that mean next year? Pay attention. Anyway, there we go. <coughs> the- There's there's bumps in the road. There are bumps in the road. So happily ever after, give me a break. There's going to be a bump in the road. I want to go to the football game. I want to go to the concert. Which one are we going to go to? She would be going to the football game because I definitely wouldn't be. It would be the concert that we would be going to if I had my say. But anyway, the whole idea here is praying Over the scripture and believing that what I'm reading here is communication with God. God is speaking to me right from here. God is speaking to me right from here. Now, I've already mentioned and we've talked about the I cannots uh, with the Lord's prayer, the disciples prayer. That's in Matthew chapter uh, 6. And guess what? That's in red letters. That's actually Jesus speaking for God so loved the world. Oops, wrong verse. Uh, Our Father who art in heaven. And it's also in Luke. Luke repeated it in red letters because that's actually Jesus speaking. So that's God speaking directly to you, directly to me. And I want to hear what he has to say. And with that little thing I just read, I'm not, I am not going want to call it a poem, but with that little thing I just read, that helps us understand what the words mean, doesn't it, don't they? The words mean this. Are you really saying this? You know, we can say the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag. Well, there it is. And we just rattle that silly thing off. Close your brain and do it. And we can do it. Because it's ingrained that way. It's in rote memory. It's in rote memory. And so then we can come back and we can ask, do you really believe that? Do you really believe that that symbol of this country is such a big deal? When you do the Apostles' Creed, when you recite the Lord's Prayer, when we go through the, quote, ritualism of the lord's table at the end of the month this is the body this is the blood in the new testament for the forgiveness of your sins do you really believe those things that helps us to tune in helps us to tune in do we believe so it's it's in the bible reading it's in the it's in the <coughs> words of warning that when People honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. See, how do you do that? Well, we go through the ritualism of what we're doing right now. And you're thinking about, let's see, should I have a ham sandwich for lunch? Or should I have tuna? And will he get to it so I can get to the french fries? Where are we? It's where this is. It's not where this is. This drives this. And we put it on automatic pilot. So often... And so often, what does automatic pilot of our lips do? Gets us in trouble. That's what it does. Because, oops, I didn't mean to say that. I certainly didn't mean to say it to you. I didn't mean to say that thing. Did I say that? No, I couldn't possibly have said that. I would never say that to you. But that's what I heard. I heard you say that to me. And there's no time limit. This idea of everywhere, anytime, doesn't mean that I'm unholy if I don't spend 72 and a half minutes in prayer every day. We might talk about our level of holiness if we're not praying at all. And I don't want to go there. Uh, Luke chapter 6 says, uh, one of those days, Jesus went out on a mountainside to pray and spent the entire night praying to God. Well, you know, there's times when there's things going on in our lives, Shirley's in mine, uh, that I can't go to sleep. And I wake up and whatever it is that's happening is on my mind. And I might spend an hour and a half, two hours uh, thinking about that, praying about that at 3 o'clock. There is a 3 world is going on at 3 o'clock in the morning, if you want to believe that. And there I am. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been, quote, metaphorically, on your knees at 3 o'clock in the morning? Anytime. All night. When morning came, he called his disciples and chose the 12 of them. Luke chapter 6, verse 13. He prayed all night long. What was he praying for? I assume finding the right person's to make put in his cadre of 12. Uh, and then he did. Persistence in prayer. I love this. Let me read this to you. Genesis chapter 25. And it's paraphrased. So it goes really more quickly than the scripture does. This is the account of Abraham's son Isaac. Remember him? Abraham, that's, you know, get thee out of Ur of Chaldees and go where I want you to go. How many of you would be willing to say, I just want you to go, and I'll tell you, I'll give you step-by-step instructions as we go, but I'm not going to tell you where we're going to end up. That's what Scripture says, that God told Abraham, I will show you the way. Turn left at this corner, turn turn right at this river, turn cross and da, and eventually out here in the middle of this wilderness where no one, not even animals, would live. He says, "Pitch your tent, your home." Would you be willing? Well, well, here we are, and you can tell it. Actually, I've been here over thirty years, and so it has changed a bit. <laughs> it it is a little not as desolate as it was, but here we go. So that's what we're talking about. Abraham's son Isaac. Okay, Abraham became the father of Isaac. And Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebecca, a uh, daughter of Bethuel. Uh, <coughs> and uh, Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren. You know the story. The Lord answered his prayer and his wife became pregnant. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah gave birth. So he'd been praying for 20 years. So how long do you pray? For someone. I've been. I've. Physically sat down. Or laid down. Or kneeled. Or done something. And prayed. For. No Charlies in the room. For Charlie. And I've been doing that. For five years. And he's. Well. We can do it. For our fellow out here. Uh, we, we can talk about a real person. That you know. Some of you. Uh, I've been praying for him. For five years. For sure five years we've been here six and he's out there uh and i right now i can't think of his name i'm being thank you see i was trying to be an anonymous now i'm not thank you what is the name alex. alex there you are alex is out there watching television moaning and groaning about the world the world is so bad look at the way i've been kicked around all my life he says and i go out and i tell him i love him and he uh, you don't want to love me. You're wasting your time. Uh, and on and on and on. I've been praying for him. I know Joe's been praying for him because I know Joe's had a little interaction uh, with him. And some of the others of you have done so as well and appreciate that. Um, we've been loving on this guy. We've been just loving him to death. And we're no nearer, it appears, uh, to getting him over the hurdle in making him realize that he's one of the people that God loves so much uh, than we were five years ago. But we continue to pray for him. And I pray, I pray with the idea that there will be a day that Alex will see the light. And that's a physical thing. I mean, will it be a beam from heaven? Will, the, will there be a, a special star that shines down? On Al- Well, we don't know that. But there'll be a day when Alec is going to think about all of the love that's been poured on him physically and what's the motivation for all of that love that's been poured on him by all of you. Uh, let me think about it now. There's, there's somebody special. It must have been God. There it is. I got it. God. God's love has motivated all of you. All of us. To love him. Who is very unlovely. In many ways. Uh, if you talk to him. Be prepared to filter some things. But there it is. Because God so loved the world. Do you believe that? God so loved the world. That means everybody. That he gave his son. And so on. And so on. Isaac waited. 20 years for Rebecca to provide him children. And then what happened and you can read on for yourself things did not he did not live happily ever after after the children were born there were problems in the household and I'm not going to go there with that. So we're talking about prayer today and we're talking about meaningful conversation with God. And as we lead into what's going to happen next week. Because we're going to start uh, looking at the Lord's Prayer. Uh, that I already laid the segue for. With the I cannot. And I'll read that again. Because I think it's worth our our thinking about. Because we do this all the time. We do automatic responses. And we don't really truly believe. What we're saying Or what we're singing. Fanny Crosby. We sang it this morning. I can sing this from memory. I think all three verses if I think about it. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Do you believe that? Think about it. Do you believe that? The true meaning of those words... Do they grab you personally? Jesus is mine. Blessed assurance. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Down in the chorus it says, Praising my Savior all the day long. Are there days in the week when you haven't praised the Savior at all? No, oh, of course not. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission. Ooh, hate that word. Submission. I have to submit. you got to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. Now, I've got something for you. Joe, would you pass it out, please? I've got something for you. And I would, from his sickbed. Vice president of our organization. We have one of those, an organization, and a vice president. Jim Arnold sent this coffee cup to me. It's a secret. Nobody knows that I drink coffee. But look at this. You can actually, I think there's about 12 ounces of availability in this mug. And I was so taken with this that I decided to make it available to you. And I want you to look at it. Bible emergency numbers. And I'm looking at the side that says when in sorrow. So be be on that side with me for a moment. Okay, when in sorrow, read John 14. Now, what does that mean? Well, this might be for our friend uh, Mark Rollins. He's he's sorrowful because he's lost his mom. and And rightly so. So, It's suggested that if he reads John 14, that's going to put him in the frame of mind that he needs to be in so that as he reaches out to God, you know, we're in tune. We're we're in proper wavelength going on. When a man fails you. Have you ever been failed by a man or a woman? Either one. Uh, When you have sinned. (laughs) Well, I don't have to worry about that one. Scratch that one off. That never happens, right? Anyway, on down the list. So, When you have any one of these things going on, read this and then go to prayer. Fantastic. Now turn the paper over because it finishes up on the other side uh, and it reads all the way down. Now what's so really, well, cute about this? It says that this emergency phone number is available 24-7. We all know what that means. And it says the phone service is not required. Praise God. Spectrum doesn't have to be involved or Verizon or whoever. And then down below it says direct petitions heavenward. What are those? Aren't those wonderful reminders of the very thing that I've spent a half an hour talking about this morning as we talk about prayer. And now you can put that in your Bible and I think you should so that when any one of these things are happening to you, <coughs> and you need a quick, quick reference to where you might go for God's ready made answer for you. And you say, Well, we mean ready made. The answer is there. As you follow the footsteps of David through his sin, and you see the things that he did, and then his contrition, and so on. You can identify. That doesn't mean that you had a Bathsheba in your life, but but that path, that sinful path that David followed, or whatever it is, that's for you. That's Jim from his sickbed in San Diego. That's his gift to you. And I get to keep the coffee cup. And it holds coffee. It does good. It stays hot. It's good. We're being flippant. And we really shouldn't be flippant because this is a very, very important topic. Every single one of us need to be more diligent in prayer. And I'm not afraid to say that. And I'm talking to all of you and me. Every single one of us needs to be more diligent in our attitude and in our practice of prayer. Think about it. As we look at the prayer that Jesus taught the disciples, our Father who art in heaven, we're going to see the relevance of that prayer much more clearly, I think. So, you definitely want to be here and bring your friends and neighbors. Ooh. And that does what? That reaches out in love to them, doesn't it? Oh, we're doing all kinds of good things just by following His lead. Let's pray together. Gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you today, this very moment today, for your Son, Jesus, for the gift that you provided us in your Son, Jesus, and for the forgiveness that we so badly need and so richly do not deserve because you love us so very much. Thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful grace of Jesus, and aren't we grateful for that grace?